everybody, before we dive into today's episode, I have a little announcement that I wanted to make. Now, as you would already know if you've been following me on Instagram, I have announced that I am actually running my very, very first webinar event tomorrow. Okay, so this event is a free event that I am doing specifically for you guys to say thank you for all the support that you've been providing me so far throughout my coaching business. So what I am launching is the I'm Powered webinar event and it is a workshop it is a one hour long workshop it is happening on friday the 19th of march at 8 a.m australian eastern standard time okay so make sure you do the conversion you check out the correct time for you and your time zone and that is 8 a.m Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And the I'm Powered Workshop is designed to really, really help you start overcoming your limiting beliefs, start stepping in to empowerment, stepping into self-confidence and self-belief and truly stepping into your power so you can go on and begin to work towards your goals, you know, and achieve all the things that you really want to achieve in this lifetime. So if you feel like that is something that you would benefit from tuning into, make sure you jump into the link in my bio or even just check the show notes of this episode and follow the link to register and secure your spot at this free workshop, okay? I'm going to say it one more time. It is a completely free event. So do not miss it. Make sure you jump into the link and you reserve your seat. All the information regarding the workshop will be sent to you. And as a special thank you for joining in on the workshop, you will also ex- receive an absolutely workshop exclusive ebook that is going to help you break through those limiting beliefs that you currently have and really start stepping into your highest version of yourself. Okay, so jump into the link in my bio. Go now, quickly pause this episode, go register, and then come back on over here and tune in today's awesome guest episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Alrighty, guys, I'm so excited to welcome today's guest onto the show. I have a fellow entrepreneur. He is a very young entrepreneur as well um, and extremely successful with where he is right now. So I'm so excited to dive in and have a chat with him today. So just want to welcome Trevor, 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 well, (laughs) Trevor Oldham to the show. Welcome, Trevor. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm excited to speak today to you and, and your audience as well. Amazing. So Trevor, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you, a little bit about who you are and what you do so they can get to know you. Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm a young entrepreneur. I'm a 23-year-old entrepreneur. I can still say that uh, for about 10 days because I'm going to turn 24 this month. So I'm still still a young 23-year-old entrepreneur. And I run a business called Podcasting You. And basically what that business does is it helps people to get booked on podcasts. So you can think of people of a PR firm getting booked on blogs, on television. We just help people get booked on podcasts and started that company while I was a still in college. I'm not sure what they call it in, in Australia, but in America, they call it college might be uni or yeah, however, uni. You may, <laughs> uni, how, however you may pronounce it. Yep. So started it about halfway through and then continued to grow the business where eventually 
as I got out of college, I was able to run into a full-time business. Mm, I love that. I love that you started your business while you were studying as well. That's how mine all started. Um, also, I was studying, and um, but I found a passion for something else, so built a business on the side. But tell me a bit about what was you know what was it like starting your own business just from a college dorm room? Like, tell us more about that. Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. I, I started small, and I just started doing freelancing gigs. So I was editing people's podcasts. I was writing blog posts for people. Basically, anything that I could do to make money from my dorm room without necessarily having to go out there and get a standard job, like a retail job at a local store. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make money from my dorm room. I I had done that previously in like high school and and I just didn't enjoy it. So it was just, it started small making like, you know, a hundred, $200 a month. It was nothing major. And then I just started to pick up more freelance clients, got a little bit better at it. And then just really prioritized my time, I, you know, I'm not one to like watch a lot of Netflix. I wasn't really one to go out to a lot of parties. So I had a lot of free time on my hand where I might taking, you know, even if I have three or four classes a day in college, it might only be two or three hours worth of my time. And I was, I feel like I'm very good at prioritizing. So it just helped me. I'm very good at getting things done rather quickly. And that just allowed me to have a lot of free time while I was in school to pursue these businesses. I love that. I love how you decided to um, just get resourceful and, you know, find a way Mm -hmm. to just make an income from the dorm rather than having to go and work for someone else. I think that's so admirable. Um, So I guess then like, you know, if you came up with the idea to um, obviously, you know, create a business around podcasting, what was it that drew you towards podcasting? Like if there's other people out there who are kind of like sitting in the same sort of situation as you and they want to find a way to create an income, what was it that drew you to that idea in particular? Well, the story starts about a couple of years prior to the company that that I'm now running podcasting you and it's 2015. I was running a different company that I no longer run. But with that company, I had my own podcast. And really, the reason I ran that podcast is because I wanted to meet successful entrepreneurs who is primarily interviewing entrepreneurs. And I knew that I couldn't necessarily reach out to them and say, hey, can I pick your brain for 15 or 20, 30 minutes? And I knew that if I had them on my podcast, I would be able to talk to them for that 30 minutes, but it wasn't necessarily picking their brain. So it more just started out as a passion project. And through that, I realized how valuable podcasts are, especially when it comes to networking aspect and getting to meet people and to mastermind with people. Because especially when I had my own podcast, I was able to interview people that were super successful. Like they were like 10 levels above where I am and being able to tap into their insights and knowledge. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. And I don't want to say it was easy. I'm, I'm a natural introvert. So interviewing people got me like totally out of my comfort zone. But once I realized like how nice it is and how much you can learn from someone. And again, on a one-to-one basis, it just, it sort of blew my mind and and it really made me love the industry. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. And that's something I found as well. And it's, it's something that I didn't realize would be a benefit to me when I first started my podcast was that you actually are networking with so Mm -hmm. many incredible people who you get to learn from every time you hop on a call with them. So that was definitely a perk of podcasting that I didn't realize existed. Um, And yeah, I totally understand. It's so, um, it's so insightful, you know, being able to speak to people from all different walks of life and learn from them in that way. But I also love how you mentioned that your business started out as sort of like a passion project, because I think a lot of the time, people are too fixated on, okay, well, what's going to make me the most money Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on, okay, well, what makes me happy and what do I enjoy and where are my passions? Because I think at the end of the day, if you follow your passions, then you can turn that into more profit than you would if you were just chasing something for the financial benefits. 
Oh, most certainly. And I totally believe that when I was going out there and starting the podcast, I never expected to make any money from it. It was just more, I just wanted to go out and do it. I enjoyed it. And then after two, about two years of running the podcast, I realized that there's people in within the podcasting industry that could use my help. And I never expected to make any money from it. It just happened to be that way. And eventually there was a service I built out of it. But again, as you mentioned, like you don't have to go into it with the mindset right away that you're going to make money from it. Mm. Exactly that. Exactly that. And now, so I was checking out your website and I saw that you actually have a blog of your own. And I saw um, the blog is called Building Wealth Made Simple. So why don't you tell our listeners a bit about that? Because I think that was such a awesome resource that you've got up there. And I think they definitely benefit from hearing about that. Sure. So the reason that I had started it is I had graduated college and I graduated with $89,500 in student loan debt. And it ended up being at the end, so I actually decided to take my loans head on. I have a brother and sister who are 30 and 31. So they're about six and seven years older than me or seven, eight years older now. And they're still paying their student loans. And I just didn't want to be paying my loans for that long. I decided to put everything I had into paying them through the business that I had been running. And I was able to pay it all off completely in one year, made my first payment on September 30th, 2019, made my last payment on September 30th, 2020. and. I really just wanted to start a blog to inspire people how they can pay off their student loans quickly, how they can start a side hustle that generates at least $1,000 per month, and then also how to build wealth as well, where I'm sort of in that wealth building stage now that I have my loans paid off, I don't have as much debt. So it's really more of, again, a passion project of mine. I don't really expect to make that much money from it. It's just I enjoy blogging. I like sharing my ideas with people because I think student loan debt can be a crisis and today people get bogged down by it. They, it's an issue, especially here in America where like the average student graduates with like between 30 and 40,000. And I wanted to show that there is a way to get out of it through side hustling, through starting a business on the side, you know, even if you're in school and how it can help you to eventually to pay them down. So it's really just, it's me sharing my personal experiences through this blog and to really just help people. Mm, that's awesome. I absolutely love that. And I think it's incredible that you were able to pay off almost a hundred thousand dollars in student loans like that is insane in one year alone as well so you're gonna have to teach me your ways because <laughs> i have a student that i've built up um myself here in australia but tell me look what was involved in making that possible for you you know like being able to pay off such a large sum of money in such a well, really a short amount of time yeah the biggest thing was so in my business i changed the pricing structure and this was back in march of 2020 so I don't know if it was good timing because it was just as of the pandemic here in, in America was starting to get underway, but it didn't seem to hinder it too much. And, and what I did with the pricing is we used to be on a pay as you go model. So someone would come to our company, you get them booked on a podcast. When they did the interview, they would pay us 50 to a hundred dollars. And it was good to get clients, but I realized it wasn't driving the needle needle forward. So I started changing our pricing to, to work with us. They had to pay for the full podcast upfront. So a client would pay us either 3000 or $5,000 to work with us. So now all of a sudden, if I just get four or five clients a month, I'm making, you know, $15,000, $20,000 a month in my business. I'm probably netting anywhere around ten dollars to $15,000 a month. And that's really what just helped me accelerate my student loan payoff more than anything, was just having, was just charging those higher prices for our company, having that high ticket offer. But on the back end, also living like very frugal. And I don't want to say it was easy. I, I had an emergency fund down to a thousand dollars. I didn't have any business savings, any business money that I got went to employees, taxes, and my student loans. So when I made my final student loan payment, I had no money in my business account, whereas I still had to pay my employees. And, you know, 
it was very difficult, but I knew that if I could put it up, just, I was like, just do it for one year. And then after one year, I see where I am. And, and thankfully I was able to pay them off. So it was really just living very frugal, just living, you know, below, my, below my means and just sort of by the skin of my teeth and, and hoping nothing goes wrong. And luckily nothing did it. <laughs> I love that. And um, I'm glad you mentioned changing your pricing and like raising your value and all of that, because I think a lot of people struggle to do that. You know, a lot of people struggle to raise their value because they get this limited and like fearful mindset of like, you know, people aren't going to want to pay that people can't afford that. But like you said, if you're offering a high ticket, you know, service, then you need to um, have the confidence and see your own value and trust that you are able to raise your pricings if you want to. So tell me, how did you kind of like shift your mindset to become in alignment with the new price that you had raised within your services? And I, and I can totally relate to someone having those fears about tar- charging a high ticket price because when I was doing it, I couldn't even afford it myself. I couldn't even afford Like if I was purchasing a, a service from my company, I wouldn't even be able to afford it. And it really just came down to by charging a lower price point, I wasn't going to be able to live the life that I wanted. I wasn't going to be able to make the money in the business that I wanted. So I, I didn't really have a choice. It was like, I have to increase these prices. And eventually it worked out. I got a better quality of clients. Yes, there are people where I do have sales calls with them and I tell them my pricing and they say, that's too high. Where the other 50% of the people, I'll talk to them on a call, mention my pricing and they'll be like, that's too cheap. So I think you get the two sides of every coin. Some people are always going to think it's too cheap. Some people are always going to think it's too expensive and know that there are enough people to work with you in your business where you can charge this higher price point. Cause it's way easier for me getting like a few new clients a month than it is trying to get like 10, 20 new clients a month at that lower price point. Mm, Yeah, I completely agree. And there's always going to be people who do see your value and there's always going to be people that don't see the value, but that doesn't mean that you're not worth that. All that means is they simply either don't need the service enough or they're just not like they're not pushing past the other fears that may be holding them back sort of thing. So um, I think that's really powerful points that you brought up there. And I know it's going to be very, very helpful because a lot of our listeners really struggle with that whole idea of raising their price and raising their value. And I think they forget that at at the end of the day, you've got to think about your goals and the lifestyle that you want to be living and how you need to align your services and your pricing to match that rather than constantly thinking from the wallet of, you know, your, the people you're prospecting. So the next question I did want to ask you though, is you are only 23 years old and you have built, you know, a six figure business for yourself. So obviously age is absolutely no barrier in what is possible. And I really want our listeners to see this. So how did you kind of like go about learning the skills that you needed to be able to achieve something like this? It was just more just going out there and trying it. And the reason I say this first business I ever outside of like mowing people's lawns and selling baseball cards, that sort of thing. I imported phone cases from Alibaba and, and AliExpress. And for those of you who are listening who may not know, you can import products directly from China. Started importing 50 phone cases for $80, sold those on eBay. Unfortunately, found out that they were knockoffs. Um, but I think Alibaba has cleaned up their site. But so it started that. Then I started importing bracelets and watches. I built up a brand. I worked with Instagram influencers while I was still going to college. And then from there, I built up this motivational-based company where I had my podcast. And then then now this company. And it was a trajectory over, it took me about six years of running a business to hit that six-figure mark. And I can look going back where every small little business that I had started connected the dots to the business that I have that I run today. And I think a lot of people, when they're going out there starting their own business, they expect to be successful from day one. They can go on social media and they can 
see people having any success and they just wonder why it isn't them. But again, it's going to take a while. And like people don't understand when I ran a company, the motivational based company for two years, and I was, I was literally grinding as much as I could on that company, going to bed at 8 PM, waking up at 4 AM, you know, not having a lot of time with my friends and family and just feeling burnt out, going through a, a depression stage for about six months and the story. And, and people don't realize that they, they look at me now and be like, Oh, this is this guy that, paid off his student loans and he has a six-figure business, but they weren't necessarily there for all those low moments. And I don't think enough people see that when you see a successful entrepreneur, you just think that they were born successful. So for me, it was really just going out there, just trying, like reading books, reading, uh, listening to podcasts. I know for my 21st birthday, I went to Las Vegas and I went to a business, I'm in Massachusetts and in the States. And I went to Las Vegas on my, I will shortly after my 21st birthday, paid for my ticket and went to a conference, a business conference by myself. And that's like the sort of things where that made me feel totally uncomfortable being at a conference by myself. You know, again, I'm fairly young traveling, basically almost entirely across the United States and, and just pushing myself out of the comfort zone again and again and again, until eventually it becomes comfortable and, and it becomes innate. So now it's really to the point where there's nothing that I, I don't think that I can do, but again, it was just built over a very long period of time. It didn't happen overnight. It happened again, just by pushing myself, by pushing myself to eventually, you know, it ended up working itself out. Mm. And yeah, you mentioned how you got into that real burnout state where you were kind of like overworking yourself, not allowing yourself enough time to spend with family and just general self-care from the sounds of it. How did you really like shift yourself out of that place so then you could create more sustainable sort of habits and, you know, work-life balance, I guess? And what happened there was I think I, I just gave up so so much in my life where I gave up, you know, hanging out with my friends. I gave up watching, you know, sports, which I, I typically like to watch, especially in Massachusetts, we have some good sports teams. And, and I felt like I'd given everything up. And I and when I left the company and stopped running it, I lost my I lost my purpose. And that was the thing that was driving me every morning is I had the, as I had this purpose and the way that I was able to pull myself back out of it was by starting the freelancing work that led me to the company. I have now because then I started freelancing for people and I started to wake up again with a purpose and I realized that I want to have a better work-life balance this time and that basically meant I'm not going to be giving up sacrificing my entire life I'm not going to be sacrificing events with my friends and family just to make a little bit more money in my business or work a little bit longer and I really just like to draw the line especially on the weekends where you know most of the, my friends and family are off so when it comes to like Saturdays like no you know absolutely no work on Saturdays, it's time for only friends and family. And then on Sundays, you know, pretty much for the same for the most of the day, you know, and, until it gets to Sunday night where I like to plan for my week, but just setting those boundaries for myself, like understanding, like, I'm not going to work late into the night. I'm not going to get up too early in the morning. And I find that by setting those boundaries, I come back feeling refreshed to my business where I'm not going to feel like I'm not going to get into that burnt out stage, which I think, you know, it's cool, you know, if you want to work 16 hours a day in your business, but that's not really sustainable. I'd rather work eight hours a day in my business and, and enjoy my life. Yeah, completely. And I, I so agree with that. I think so many people fail to realize the importance of setting those boundaries and giving yourself weekends off. And because, you know, when you get into that place of hustle and you've got a lot of momentum going and you're getting results, you just, you're driven to keep going and going and going and going. But what you don't realize is that if you do burn out and you don't give yourself time to rest, then you're going to start resenting what you're doing. And, and just like you said, lose passion and lose the purpose behind it. So you did mention that you refound your purpose after you did fall into that, um, you know, bit of a lost place. So what's your advice for anyone who maybe doesn't really know 
know what their purpose is in life right now. And they're kind of like trying to find their way, trying to figure themselves out. What's your advice for them? I would say just start reading books. That was, that was the thing that changed me. I'd gone through school, never really read books until I was in college. And then I started reading about people's stories, you know, especially like biographies, autobiographies and learning the amazing things that people can accomplish in their life. For me, it was, it was more like business books, but you know, depending on what type of information you like, you know, read books in that genre. And I found that by reading people's lives and realizing like how much impact that they can have in the world and how much they can help people. That's, that's what really found me and helped me give my purpose back again was by just reading those books, like on Steve jobs or, you know, I like, I'm a, I like history. So like John D Rockefeller and how he started like a, a famous oil company back in like uh late 1800s, early 1900s. And just learning how these people, you know, they didn't want to live the standard life. They wanted to do more than it. And I found that that was able to help me inspire me and realize that I only have one life to live and I, and I shouldn't just go out there wasting it, not figuring out what I want to do. Mm, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. So you did mention as well before that you had to really start stepping outside your comfort zone. And that really um, has but now stepping outside of comfort zone is more of like a comfortable thing for you to do. But in terms of like, you know, fears and limiting beliefs, did you find that you had any um, major standouts, you know, in your time of building your business or even even now? Are there any sort of fears or limiting beliefs that you still have to work through? Definitely. And the one is just being my age. I always think I look at the competitors in my space. They're typically older. I don't know exactly how old they are, but 30s, 40s, 50s. And, and here I am as a 23-year-old and the typical client that I work with, they're a little bit older, typically 30s, 40s, 50s as well. And they've started a very successful business. So they've even started a seven figure business and they're coming to me and having me help them. And I have to remind myself that I provide this great product and service. There's a reason that they're coming to work with me, that age isn't a factor. And that's a, that's something I've, I've had to overcome more than once and something that, you know, even still happens occasionally. And, and I do have to remind myself that yes, I may be young, but these people are putting their trust in me. I've gotten results. I've been able to help a lot of people. And, and that's something that's been able to help me out is just, again, just remembering what I was been able to do and to not really think about age as much as a factor, because if someone was 15, if I was 15, and I was writing this company, you know, people don't really care about your age. They just care about the results they're able to get for them. Mm, exactly that. And I think that's such a common limiting belief that so many people like our age, like I'm only 22 myself. So like, I've completely relate to that also. But the thing is, we've just got to break past that, you know, like, who's to say that we're not qualified enough or have the skills to be able to help other people like, and the fact that uh, people older than us see the value in the work we're offering like that needs to we need to use that to boost our confidence rather than allowing our limiting thoughts to kind of like bring us down because at the end of the day like you said age isn't a barrier you know like you've done the work you've gotten the results you've got evidence to show that you know you are qualified to do what you do so we've just got to really like speak that into us and, and really breathe the belief into ourselves. So I've got one final question for you before we start to wrap this podcast episode up but why do you think that, you know, you've been able to become so successful as a young entrepreneur? Because like what really separates you from other young people who have maybe tried and failed at doing other business ventures of their own at your age? Like, what do you think separates you? I would say probably just not giving up and just continuing to put push forward. There's been instances, even in this business that I run early on in the stages when I wasn't getting clients or I wasn't seeing traction and I was running into issues and just realizing that there's going to be down periods in any sort of business. Like even like right now, I'm having a little bit of 
a down period in my business where I've gone over a week without getting a new client. And typically I don't like that, but I have to remind myself that tomorrow is a new day. There's new opportunities to prospect. There's new client calls coming in tomorrow and just remind myself to really just, just never give up. Cause again, there's going to be hard times in your life, especially when you're running a business. I can't tell you how many failures I've had in this business, but again, just to pick yourself back up and keep pushing forward. And I think too many people like the idea of starting a successful business, but don't like the idea of the work that it takes. So if you can get, if you can understand that it's going to take a long time to start a successful business and you're okay with it, if you're okay with going a year or two years without making that much money, but then by the third year you are making money to understand that it's a long-term game, I think you're going to be okay. Mm, I absolutely love that piece of advice you just gave, because I think so many people, as soon as they experience a failure or a challenge, they're so quick to fall off you know, off their journey. And, and the thing that really does separate, you know, the most successful people in this world from the other people who haven't quite made it is that the most successful people, they just didn't give up, you know, they still experience hardships, they still experience failures, they still experience challenges, but they pick themselves back up every single time and find learning experiences from them to keep on going forward and keep on improving. So yeah, that's some incredible input that you gave us there. So Trevor, the final thing that I want to ask you, because this is the Empower With M podcast, I'd love it if you could leave all of our listeners today with just one final piece of empowering advice that you think that they just have to hear. (laughs) I'd say biggest thing, then when you're going out there trying to better yourself, just self-educate every day, read a book, 10 pages, if you can't, four books. I don't know. They call them libraries here. I don't know that's what they call them in Australia, but yep, go to the, go to the library, rent books, do whatever you can. That's, they're going to change your mindset. They're going to help you tremendously. Just self-educate as much as you can. I guarantee you it's, it's going to pay the best dividends. Yes. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Honestly, I've absolutely loved hearing from you and I'm so excited to see, you know, how your business endeavors continue to grow. I mean, 20, 23 turning 24, there's, you're literally at the beginning. Like, you know, what, what can be done in one year compared to what can be done in 10 years is just absolutely insane. So I can't wait to see the growth that you continue to make. So thank you for coming on and sharing your insight with us today. I really enjoyed our conversation. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.